Hello, everybody, and welcome to LaRon's Rebuttal. Let's get it. Hello, everybody, and once again, welcome to LaRon's Rebuttal. I would like to thank everyone for taking out the time out of your very busy schedule to be here with us today. You are greatly appreciated. Our story for today is coming out of Columbus, Georgia, and it's dealing with a pastor, Mr. Christopher Duran Smith. Now, my question that I pose to you today is, if we can't find peace, if we can't find refuge in the church, if we can't go to our pastor and confide in him and look to him for guidance and to feel safe about doing that, where else is there that we can go? Who else out there in this world can we confide in? Because me, myself, growing up, I was taught that the church was a sacred place. I was taught that the pastor is someone that we can go to for guidance. The pastor is someone that we can confide in. The pastor is someone that who can steer us in the right direction. That's the way I was brought up. But nowadays, we have scandals left and right dealing with pastors, dealing with priests, dealing with members in the congregation in general. Times have really changed. And for me personally, when it comes to the church, it's a very, very scary and confusing time that we're living in. Mr. Christopher Duran Smith, he was a pastor in the great state of Columbus, Georgia. Back in 2019, following a five-hour standoff with police, Mr. Smith, during this standoff, he barricaded himself in his home with a firearm while threatening to shoot himself. Mr. Smith eventually surrendered peacefully. Now I know many of you are wondering what's going on. We're talking about a pastor. He's barricading himself in the house. He has a firearm. He's threatening to kill himself. What's going on with this pastor? What has he gotten himself into? And me, myself, when I first started researching his story, I felt the same way. I also found out that following the arrest of Mr. Smith, he was currently serving as the pastor of the Word of Truth Ministries in Columbus, Georgia. And he was charged with two counts of sodomy, four counts of child molestation, two misdemeanor charges for contributing to the delinquency of a minor, and one count of obstruction of justice, and another count of felony death by receiving a firearm. Mr. Smith entered a plea of not guilty and his trial began back in October around October 20, 2022. During the trial, Mr. Smith's attorney, Mr. Shevin Thomas II, said that the judge called for a five-minute recess before the last witness was to testify. Mr. Thomas said 
that they were seeking to get a mistrial based on a witness sequester issue. When the judge denied that motion, Mr. Smith's attorney then requested a short break so that Mr. Smith, he could walk back to his car to retrieve his glasses. But upon going back to his car after getting the break, Mr. Smith retrieved a weapon and he then proceeded to walk behind his attorney's office and shot himself in the head, killing himself instantly. So one may wonder, why did this take place? One may wonder, why did the pastor kill himself? Well, me personally, I think that the mounting of all the charges that he was facing, which was obviously dealing with sexual encounters with minors, it obviously got to Mr. Smith. The trial that had been going on for a few days and the many witnesses that had been testified obviously got to Mr. Smith, obviously made Mr. Smith feel as though he really didn't stand a chance. Mr. Smith's actions, to me, really reflect the actions of a guilty person. So I think Mr. Smith, ironically, found himself in a situation where he had no way out. But it's funny how we make these decisions as adults to do the things that we do, but yet we are cowards when it comes to facing the consequences of these decisions that we've made. Now these kids have been traumatized, and who knows what effect the things that Mr. Smith allegedly did to these kids are gonna have on them in the long run. You know, we hear many stories from people that find themselves in these same situations and they have a background of being on the opposite side of these stories, meaning the same behavior that they're exhibiting is the behavior of someone else with them when they were a child, when they were young, when they were helpless. So a lot of the times people take on these behaviors and later on in life, they start to display these behaviors. But getting back to Mr. Smith and the position that he held in the community, he held that position of being a pastor. He held that position of being a person that you can confide in, a person that you can trust. And like many people have done, he betrayed that trust. He betrayed someone's parents. He betrayed someone's kids. And he's obviously scarred them for life. And instead of being a man about the situation, instead of taking on his consequences and repercussions of decisions that he made that have possibly destroyed other people's lives, he chose to take the easy way out. But it's ironic though, because based on my religion, I was always taught that suicide was not an option. So for him to be a pastor, for him to be a leader in the church, for him to be a person that I would assume was very familiar with the Bible, very familiar with the do's and don'ts, very familiar with the consequences and repercussions of suicide. I'm really shocked that he actually chose that way out. It makes me wonder about a lot of things dealing with Mr. Smith. It makes me wonder what his thought process was in committing the heinous crimes that he did against the kids that he did. Makes me wonder how deep was his religion? How religious 
was he really? Because obviously he couldn't have been too true to his religion. He couldn't have been too grounded in his religion because of his behavior that put him in the position of standing in front of that judge. His behavior that put him in the position of possibly losing his freedom. His behavior that put him in the position to make the decision that he finally made when he left the courtroom. Only Mr. Smith knows. Only the victims of his crime know how they feel about it. Only they know what they have to go through on a daily basis. We'll never know. But there's one thing that we do know about this particular situation and dealing with these allegedly heinous crimes that Mr. Smith committed. We do know he'll never be able to do those crimes again. We do know the kids in this church, the kids in this neighborhood, as far as he's concerned, they're safe now. And I think his church is a better place. I think his surrounding neighborhood, the whole surrounding area of Columbus is a little better off now at this time, being that Mr. Smith is not here. I wish he was man enough to stand up and face the music like he was man enough to allegedly do the things that he did to those kids. Once again, thanks to each and every one of you for taking the time out of your busy schedule for being here. Like and subscribe. God bless.